RMIT University and Sin Media acknowledges the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands we have recorded this series. All contributors to this podcast would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the New to Melbourne podcast. My name is Kevin. And my name is Brooke. And we are here to guide you through the episode. This series shares advice tips and stories for students coming to Melbourne for study. This episode focuses on the first few weeks of the semester. It is very important time to set up your timetable, enrol in classes and get familiar with your campus. Listen back to our previous episodes that explore how to prepare before you arrive in Melbourne and how to select the right accommodation for you. Now we hear from our host, AJ. AJ is the Education Officer for RMIT's Student Union, RUSU, and our guest, Lily Gia, completing a Master's of Statistics at RMIT. It is important that you organise your timetable before the semester begins. AJ and Lily explain this process. Hi guys, I'm Lily. I'm currently studying my Master's in Statistics and Operations Research here at RMIT. I did my undergrad here as well. I did a Bachelor's of Social Science majoring in Psychology and I actually picked up some Computer Network Engineering towards the end, which is what led me to statistics now. Hi everyone, I'm AJ. I'm doing a Bachelor's of Social Work at RMIT. We are here with Lily today to explore a bit more on like how we manage ourselves in week one especially more in an academic view, like what to look on when you're coming to university in your first week. And I think, Lily, the first thing that I was kind of confused or concerned when I first moved from India to Melbourne and when I was like approaching week one about uni was, I think, because I used to have a paper timetable in um, India and like, you know, and I was I always imagined that's how it worked all over the world. And um, when I saw RMIT system, like it kind of like caught me off guard. So uh, would you be able to talk more about like how the timetabling system is and how you manage to like, uh, you know, set yourself ahead sure, in that sure. area? Yeah, I was the exact same. When I came out of high school, I had a paper timetable that I referred to for the whole year. So I got one at the start of the year and then that's all I looked at. Um, I think the first thing you want to know about the RMIT timetable is that even though classes go for an hour or two hours, they actually finish 10 minutes beforehand. So it gives you enough time to get to the next class. Knowing which buildings are what buildings are really important as well. All of the maps are available online through a quick Google search. Um, something else that I did was I um, tried to time my classes so that I had breaks in between so that I wasn't going through two lectures and then um, two tutorials at the same time and allowing myself breathing room between classes just so I could grab a bite to eat or a drink or catch up with a friend or, you know, debrief after a class, whatever it was. Um, it really helped me throughout the semester as well. I know a lot of my friends um, were coming in from the country or they were travelling long distances to get into uni. So they tried to jam everything into two or three days a week and um, they always told me how stressful it was um, when they were sick for one of those days or um, how tired it was at the end of one of those days just because it is a lot of time to concentrate for in one go. Oh, awesome. I think the um, other part I realised about it was like, when I found out about it, it was just one click away, just Googling my timetable RMIT, and then you can just find it on the website, and, like, the whole thing's just online. And that was just, like, stunning to me when I saw it. And now, two years later into it, I'm an expert, so... 
That is yeah, absolutely. I always found it um, difficult to figure out what was reputable and what was not. So I always went on the RMIT website, and you can actually search from there to look for maps and um, classes and that sort of thing. This is the new to Melbourne podcast. When setting up your timetable, it is helpful to leave some time between classes for a break. And be sure to check when the timetable allocation is open so that you can select your classes. Search RMIT classes at rmit.edu.au for more information. Now that's all sorted, you will be starting your classes very soon. But who can answer all your questions? And how should you approach your teachers? AJ and Lily share their experiences about being in the classroom at RMIT. Lily, so we got our timetable set, now I'm in my class. I think the next thing that comes up to my mind is, who do I ask a question if I want to know more about my course or something like that? So you want to talk to your course coordinator. And if you don't know who that is, they've probably sent you a lot of emails. And if you haven't gotten any emails from them, talk to your lecturers. All of your lecturers will know the course coordinator. And um, I personally, I think I had coffee with my course coordinator and um, we established a pretty good bond and I ended up on the student staff consultative committee where I was working with her to understand how we could improve the course and incorporate student feedback as well. So if you don't know, chances are another student might know. So talk to anybody really. I think what I really picked up from that conversation and, and what really I found interesting was the fact that you mentioned that you had coffee with your lectures or course coordinator when you started. My personal experience was completely like the other way around. I was like scared about my lectures or like how to talk to them. Because in the culture that I come from, like there is that element of respect and that kind of comes off as scary or like, you know, that distance. So I was like really scared to talk to my lectures about anything or like ask them questions. And yeah, I think it took me a bit of time to actually gain the confidence to talk to them. Yeah, I think people often forget that lecturers and professionals are just people as well. And people have feelings and emotions and you might not get along with all of them, but if you talk to them, you can generally have a pretty good conversation with them. Your course coordinator generally has your best interests at heart and wants to support you in your education process and journey as much as they can. Um, It's interesting that you talk about culture because I came straight out of high school and I had no idea what was going on, who to talk to. And I had come out of an environment where I had course coordinators where I could ask anything and everything about. So I think I was really just looking for that person where I could direct all of my queries to and really relate to and build on my, you know, education experience from there. And yeah, what I came to realize was that a lot of course coordinators and classrooms are actually totally interactive and the whole point of the education system here at RMIT is to engage with the community and then learn as we kind of go from it and that really helped me shape especially get a different view on like how I study my course and like you know having a discussion with the group about what everyone thinks and accommodating people into your conversations and things like that and I think that's really key. Absolutely I think all of my my lecturers actually pointed out before the lecture started that if you have any questions, concerns, queries, anything like that, just to call it out. Um, There wasn't even like a hand up situation like we had in high school. As soon as we sort of had a thought or we wanted to explore something a bit further, we were always welcome to talk about it. So I guess what we could take up from this is that lectures are friendly and they want to hear you and they want to hear your concerns and they are friendly and approachable. And I guess like, you know, it is kind of our responsibility to make the first step. That's very true. RMIT classes are professional but are an engaging approach to learning. So don't be afraid to speak to your teachers, ask questions and participate in class by offering your ideas too. This is the New to Melbourne podcast. 
and we are hearing some helpful advice from AJ and Lily about those important first weeks of the semester. We want to backtrack for a moment as Lily and AJ discuss the orientation program that happens before any classes start. Unlike big events during orientation week, this session is specific to your course. AJ and Lily discuss why it is important to attend these sessions and what happens if you miss it or cannot make it. Orientation, especially my course orientation, was one of the biggest things that I looked onto when I first like, started my degree at RMIT. And I guess my question is, what arrangements can be made if someone misses the orientation? I think the best thing to do is make your orientation. There is just nothing like being there, meeting new students, engaging with the people who are going to be teaching you. But, um, you know, sometimes things do happen and you can't make it. Um, In that case, if it's before or well before the orientation, you want to let them know as soon as possible so that um, if it's afterwards or something like that, you can use this as an excuse to go and talk to your course coordinator and find out what you missed out on. Um, You can get them to send you the slides. You can look at the slides yourself and then send through any questions you might have. Although there are a lot of activities in week one, program orientation is like an orientation that is specific to your degree or your master's or other course that you're doing at RMIT. So it'll be just specific for your class. And the benefit of it is that you'll actually meet your classmates and people who are friends with in the course. So I think that's the difference of uh, program orientation. And often they go through the course structure. And if you have electives, um, they go through common subjects that other students take, um, commonly asked questions, um, that sort of thing that you might not get from reading the program. Yeah, um, I think the other like orientation sort of thing that RMIT runs is the how to RMIT session, and the, that also kind of gives you like a rundown of like general RMIT like ideas and um, places to navigate and things like that. Um, but yeah, program orientation is definitely different from general welcome day or orientation. Yeah, how to RMIT is so helpful. Shout out to how to RMIT. AJ is right. RMIT is always here to assist you. On one of our upcoming episodes, we will discuss how you can get assistance for a range of issues that you may encounter during your time in Melbourne. In the meantime, you can always access these services online. Check out the show notes below for handy links. As Lily mentions, the How to RMIT sessions also run during orientation. Before we wrap up, AJ and Lily want to share with you their top tips for settling into RMIT during your first weeks of study. Lily, this conversation has been really insightful for me and I'm sure for a lot of listeners. And I think my final question would be like, what would be your advice for a student who's in their first week at uni coming into RMIT? I think for me, when I started, I was a bit freaked out about how to manage um, a social life um, and work as well as education and, you know, things like sleep. Um, And for me, I created a schedule for myself. So I went to each subject that I was doing and I went and picked out when my assignments were due or when I had readings to do um, and I extracted them and put them in a calendar that I designed for myself. Um, I could then put in, you know, um, important dates for, you know, club events and then I could arrange my social life around that 
and it made it really easy to plan things out for when I needed to do assignments, when I could go and have a good weekend away. Um, and it really came together really nicely for me and it allowed me to juggle a lot of volunteering, um, a lot of club events and my education as well, which is really important to me. I think that was really good. Um, I like, I really like the calendar idea because I think that's something that I have to personally practice from next semester as well. I think I'll Take that on. I think what I want everyone to remember at the end of this conversation is that university is always there to help you with your problems. And like, we just have to listen to things and like ask questions if we need help and to always seek help when we need it. There are no questions that are too small or too silly and be prepared and, you know, no things ahead. Sometimes you can't. That's when you reach out. I think it's important to remember that you can prepare as much as you want, but sometimes things happen that are out of your control and you can't account for them. When that happens, it's important to stay calm and stay focused and remember that the support is there for you, especially at RMIT. The student union, your course coordinators, your friends, the job shop, connect, there are so many avenues for you to approach for help and everyone is there to help you succeed. Yep. And when that if happens, sometimes distractions help as well. So jump onto like social events that Almighty host, other fun events that are around Melbourne, and you can find a lot of resources in the different RMIT websites and things like that. So yeah, just embrace it. Absolutely. And I think it's important that those same services are available to you even in even when you don't need them. They're almost just nice to haves that you can visit anyway. So they can help you plan out what you want to do after uni, what you want to do during uni. Um, course coordinators, subject coordinators might be good for you to find out what potentially you might want to be studying afterwards. Um, all of these people are here to support your growth and your success at RMIT. That comes to the end of our conversation. I hope everyone finds this useful. Thank you so much, Lily, for coming here and then sharing your thoughtful insights. We are in the studio with our co-producer, Stan Lee, myself, and Lilisha. Make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and then share it with people who you think it would help, who are new to RMIT or who are thinking of joining RMIT soon. Thank you for joining us. New to Melbourne is a Scene Media and RMIT University production and was co-produced with RMIT students. The executive producer of this project is Rebecca Makasa. Thank you to Akshay AJ Jose, Stanley Tay, and Rafa Pratama for their work on this episode and to our guest, Lily Gia. The music tracks you heard are Passport via Purple Planet Music and Open Flames by Blue Dot Sessions via Free Music Archive. For more podcasts and Scene content, head to syn.org.au.